Come on. Strong, the powerful Alex and Layla Hormozzi are here on Lifeblood Create. Welcome, Alex and Layla. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us, George. Yeah, excited to have you on. Alex and Layla are the co-CEOs of Acquisition.com. Please tell us a little bit about your personal lives, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, geez, uh, we like business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, I started my first facility, uh, which was a brick and mortar gym, uh, in 2013. Um, and I quickly found that if I opened the gym, that people were not going to show up as many business owners struggle with. And, um, you know, quickly had to start taking crash courses on learning how to market, generate leads, uh, make sales. Uh, thankfully I stumbled into the, you know, just enough of the right information at the right times that I was able to you know, make ends meet and make it work. Um, you know, from there, we uh, studied a whole bunch of other businesses and uh, were able to open up a whole bunch more locations. From there, we licensed um, that model out to 4,000 locations uh, and counting. Uh, from there, we uh, built a, through the distribution base, added in physical products uh, to those to those facilities that worked with us. Um, and then from there, we started a software that uh, helps support those um, and then from there, now we um, acquire percentages of businesses through acquisition.com, which is our portfolio company, uh, to help them kind of do the same thing, which is just grow and scale. So it's usually businesses that are doing about you know, $10 million a year or more is where we kind of come in and help them go up from there. Beautiful. Give us something about the personal lives. Layla, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, I promise we're split 50-50 on all of it, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, personally, you know, it's funny because Alex and I met on Bumble and we were supposed to go on a date and we actually ended up talking about business the entire time. <laughs> and that's because, George, both of us love business and in our free time, you know, we're probably studying um, different aspects. I think that I, I like to, we both like to study in our free time. I would say that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I, I would say right now, mix of philosophy and wealth strategies. Um, you know, I think philosophy kind of, ties into people and emotional intelligence and that all ties into business and then wealth strategy in terms of, you know, we've really, we feel like we've mastered a lot of the how to grow businesses and then it's how to help people um, protect their wealth once they have. And that's always the next problem. So that's been a lot of our focus recently. Um, and we both find that really fun. Aside from that, you know, we are humans, so we like to go do outdoor activities together, travel a lot, see friends, you know, try new restaurants. Desserts. Desserts, lots of desserts. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, certainly congratulations on 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 the growth and the um, branching out into different uh, different opportunities. Certainly since 2013, it really hasn't been that long. I, I'd love to hear um, just how that learning curve went. I imagine it was probably slow and then it got really, really fast. But tell me kind of how that went. Mm. Um, I think we were fortunate because early on, even in the brick and mortar businesses, you know, we discovered something that we call client finance acquisition, which is in simple terms, you know, how to generate enough net free cash flow from a new customer in the first 30 days that it covers the cost of acquisition and the cost of acquiring new customer. And so by doing that, we were able to grow each of the companies without outside capital, but grow it 
basically spend as much as we wanted on the acquisition to get all of our businesses to full capacity and remove. Acquisition is the bottleneck of growth, which for most businesses it is. And so, um, you know, each of those facilities after the first one, we opened at full capacity on the first day, which is not normal, um, at least per our understanding, was not normal when we were doing it. Um, and then from there, uh, we were able to do the same thing when we scaled up the licensing company. Uh, we were scaled up from, you know, zero to two and a half million a month within 12 months. Uh, and so that was a tremendous amount of growth. And it was, it was almost like VC-backed growth, but it was by using our customers to kind of crowdsource the money to grow the business itself. And so it's kind of figuring out how to build those acquisition processes, which has led to um, the, you know, the fast growth that's been there. Uh, but to your point, I think that a lot of it was also luck. Uh, Layla and I both will attribute a lot of it. You know, timing was very good. It was very in our favor. And um, we had a lot of skills at the right time. And so, you know, we had been on sales teams. We had managed sales teams. And so a lot of people lack some of those skills in the beginning. Um, but for us, as soon as we were able to, you know, plug in the lead generation side, we already had a lot of the other skills that were necessary for scaling. So it kind of happened uh, relatively quickly. But each of those stair steps needed to be, you know, or skills that needed to be acquired. Yeah, you know, I think that it's looking at the the mix of having the product knowledge. We've both been in the fitness industry for well over 10 to maybe yeah. even 12 years. Um, and then we both um, had been in uh, the sales side and then learned the operations and the back end. And it was really slow until it got really fast. And I think if we didn't, if we didn't have the base, it would have been uh, a mess. Really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Got it. Fascinating, because I'm listening to this, and and it's it, it's it's pretty it's it's awesome. It maybe even amazing to uh, to go from zero to two and a half million dollars a month in revenue with this licensing um, pretty quickly in, in less than twelve months. Talking about how you opened this brick and mortar gym in 2013 without necessarily thinking that like how am I going to get people in here and recognizing that it's going to be harder than maybe you thought but you already knew and had a really good foundation of like how to train people correctly and proper operation at clubs. Yep. You just needed to get the people in the door. Yeah, that was um, a lot of it. And, you know, frankly, from the, the work that I did before that, which was, uh, I was a management consultant, you know, the, the way that they teach, at least the fastest way to acquire a skill is to go seek out experts in that space and interview all of them, get the commonalities, and then execute those. And so that was pretty much what I did when I opened the gyms. I had never run a gym business, but I talked to all the best gym owners I could find who had, you know, let a 23-year-old kid uh, <laughs> steal their time. And so I just wrote pages and pages and pages of notes, and then I'd go back and I would try things, and some of them would work, some of them wouldn't. But, you know, piece by piece, we cobbled together, you know, a working model. And uh, that's kind of what laid the foundation for what was to come, which – Fundamentally, we're, it was just how to run a service business. It was kind of independent from gyms in general, which is kind of lends, lends credence to why the, the other two businesses, which is one of the SaaS, the other's physical products, were able to succeed because the fundamentals were the same. I'd love to. I'd love to hear more about that. Is you've 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 said right at the top that you're both really uh, excited about, passionate about business in general. But I think that there's a lot of people who are excited and passionate about it, right? There's people that just <laughs> consume Shark Tank like crazy and they're entrepreneurial, but <laughs> very few, very few have probably close to the success that both of you have had. So what do you attribute that to? I honestly, you know, I would say that in looking at both Alex and I, because we've kind of tried to dissect this the best we can, um, I think that one is that we're both very action-oriented. 
And so as soon as we each, we're each the same way in that, as soon as we know something new and we know something that we could be doing better, we implement it immediately. It's almost like, you know, sometimes to a detriment in which we have to slow ourselves down. But I think being action oriented was the first one. And I think that it's the, the second piece to it is I think what stops most people um, is just being scared, you know, being fearful of capitalizing on something that could be an opportunity because the other side of an opportunity is failure. And so I think that both of us were much more afraid of not trying and what that kind of life would look like than of trying. At least I know that was for myself. I can say that that's always been the biggest incentive is I ask myself, if I don't try this, what does my life look like in five years versus if I do try this, what kind of person am I in five years? And I would rather be someone of character where I can, you know, be proud of myself when I look in the mirror rather than someone who walks away from things that are, you know, make me nervous or are uh, incite fear. Yeah, and I think to piggyback on what Layla said, I think you can only, you know, I, I heard a quote from Naval Ravikant that I really liked. He said specific knowledge, which is what, you know, you get outsized returns from the marketplace on because if the market if, if school can teach you, then, then the market can replace you, right? And so the idea is how can we acquire specific knowledge, which is uh, skills that can be learned but that cannot be taught. And so I think that a lot of people think that they're going to learn more by consuming when in reality you learn more by doing, or at least that's our viewpoint on it. And so you learn a lot more about selling by just getting punched in the face on, you know, a thousand cold calls than you will from reading as many books as you want. I would take somebody who's been on a thousand cold calls over somebody who's read an infinite amount of books uh, to, in, in, in my belief of their ability. And so I think most, and the thing is that it takes way less time to do a thousand cold calls than it does to read all those books. And so I think most people are just afraid of what Layla's point is the failure that comes naturally from uh, that first level of execution, which of course is going to fail, but most people have false expectations and think that their first time they're going to knock it out of the park. Got it. I love it. All right. So you've, had this this amazing success in all these different spaces. You kind of talked about how, essentially, the a lot of the a lot of what it takes to effectively run a service based business. There's probably going to be universals there. So, tell me a little bit about what it is that you're both most excited about today. This 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 acquisitions. If in fact that's what you're most excited about. Yeah, acquisition um, singular.com is is uh is is a company that i'm i founded and the kind of the mission is just to help all you know entrepreneurs below 10 million dollars a year to acquire those skills for free and so there's a series of books and courses that have already been written that i'll be releasing over the next you know few years um, that talk about the entire customer journey from you know from attention and awareness all the way down to you know increasing lifetime gross profit per customer on the back end and so all the steps in between there um for us, finding entrepreneur like a helping anybody who's below ten million dollars a year just achieve that on their own, which is what most people would need to get to, you know, become independently wealthy. And then for the people who, you know, achieve that, um, going to you know ten or, or sorry, going to thirty or fifty or a hundred million dollars a year um, is kind of the next step. And those those are people that we'd love to you know participate with if the opportunity presents itself. So. We've made this as, I would say, 99%, you know, give back to a world that has been very, very, you know, we've been very great, grateful and very op, uh, fortunate um, to have benefited from. And uh, hopefully we just don't want education or knowledge to be one of the things that holds people back. Yeah, I think, honestly, what, what I'm most excited about with this is that we have um, never, we, we don't and never will, you know, sell information on how to do what we do. And because of that, we're giving it all the way for free in terms of how we did what we did with our businesses. And I think 
for us, it's, it's like, it's the closest thing to a passion project I think we can get. Um, obviously, if someone does fit the bill, we have a certain amount of slots of businesses that we'll take on once they're at a certain amount. But that, that's not what most people are at right now anyways who follow us or what they're looking for. And so I think it's just, it's exciting to be able to give back the thing that you wish you had when you were doing what that other person is doing, if that makes sense. It's kind of like if you lose 100 pounds, helping someone else lose 100 pounds is very exciting. It feels the same way with this. And we're in a spot where we're fortunate enough that we don't need to monetize it, which um, is probably the, the my favorite part of this. <laughs> I love it. All right. So give me, or if you would, provide me with a, uh, a perfect sort of potential partner. Um, so because we come from the for-profit education and training space, um, typically like niche experts, uh, we just know that business so well. Um, so that comes in two flavors. One is somebody who has a brick and mortar model that's already, you know, working and doing very well with 40% or, or higher net margins, um, probably doing a million bucks a year or more from that business and trying to scale that nationally. Um, it's kind of bucket one. And then bucket two is people who already have, um, kind of a, a business that is on a national scale, uh, meaning they just sell to everyone in the U.S. and they're already kind of beginning their licensing journey of, of focusing on a niche. And so, um, the you know the, the companies that are there, eight million, eight million, thirty million, fifteen million, kind of in that in that range for us uh, is when they kind of come on uh, for us. So it'd be like if I, I'll give you like a handful of examples. So it's like if I was really excellent at helping you know plumbers you know double their profit. Um, then that would be a licensing business that we can take a model and then scale nationally or for, or if it's, um, you know, we figured out a way to, uh, help people, you know, take ATM machines and install them in local businesses so that they can get, you know, another revenue stream. So it's really anything where you're teaching a skill for profit. Um, that's kind of that specific knowledge that I was saying earlier. It's, it's kind of that trench stuff that I think college, uh, you know, maybe 80 years ago used to teach people skills that provided them, you know, with value to the marketplace. Um, but we see, or at least the thesis of acquisition.com is um, we would like to restore the middle class in the United States. And that's um, up to $80,000 a year. And the businesses that we serve are, are typically replenishing that class. And so it's not necessarily the entrepreneurs and founders that we're working with, because those are ones that are becoming independently wealthy. Um, but they are doing so by providing excess value to the marketplace that the marketplace so desperately craves because of the lack of um, high-quality education and skills that are valuable that exists right now. And so that's what we're trying to fill the void. And I mean, I think the marketplace couldn't be hungrier for better education than what the, the college degrees offer right now. Yeah, I think it's a, an incredible, incredibly noble um, noble thing that you just laid out. So I think that that's, that, that's super cool. Um, how many, how many, um, how many engagements are you hoping for to kind of walk me through that? Yeah, we, um, so, so right now our, our current, we we have between three and 5% of the people that, you know, fill out a, a very, very, very long questionnaire that that's on our site. Um, we end up taking on, uh, and that's mostly cause a lot of people, a, are not at the level that it makes sense, um, uh, for us to come in. And then that's why we have all the other free resources to help people get to that level. Um, but for us, it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a, we just invest time and effort into these businesses and we just kind of act like a private equity firm. And so we already have our team. Um, that we kind of split the business into three pieces. So we have the acquisition side and monetization, which is me. 
We have the fulfillment and delivery and increasing lifetime value, which is Layla. And then we have the shared services piece, which is our CFO, who comes in and can help them clean up the financials, get the right reporting in place, get the IT systems, which are things that break once you cross that million dollar a month-ish barrier. Um, and so for us, we take on about one company a quarter. Uh, we probably get an inquiry every uh, six hours. Um, and so we, and it's honestly in the best service of the businesses that we want to work with. We just want to take on people that we can absolutely kill it for. Um, and if we can't, then we want to point them in the right direction and give them the resources that we think they should do in the meantime, which is, I would say, 19, out of 20, 19 times out of 20, what ends up happening. You say, hey, you should just do these four things, you know, and then let us know. You know, let us know how it works and then come back from there. Um, it's, it's very uh, goodwill-based. I'll put it that way. I love it. Well, Layla and Alex, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? We could each get one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that then. The outsized returns in the marketplace come from stacking adjacent skills together. Um, and I think most people don't realize that piece. And so right now, the only reason that you're not making the amount of money that you want to make is because you don't know how. And so your ignorance tax is costing you a billion dollars a year, not knowing how to make a billion dollars a year. And so the tip is, if you take action, you'll learn far faster than you will from any course or any book. And so you might as well get the time advantage on your side sooner. I would say that uh, for myself, a difference making tip would be um, really in terms of decision making for entrepreneurs. I think making decisions on paper and not making fast, rapid decisions and instead putting time between when you, you know, get a piece of information, when you make a decision, um, it sounds really simple, but it's something that no, <laughs> nobody does. And so, uh, because of that, I think that the innate nature of people that get into business is they're very like, like we have been action oriented, fast paced, like to move things quickly. And that at a point is what ends up actually cut bottlenecking the business. And that's usually, um, around, you know, anywhere between five and 10 million. That's what harms the business. And so I think, the difference making tip is to slow down. I think that a lot of it goes from taking action to taking thinking time. And most people aren't ready. It's a hard shift to make emotionally and as a person. Um, it's an identity shift, but it is the one that makes all the difference in terms of how big someone's business can actually go. Well, I think that those are both great stuff. They definitely get it. Come on. Come on. Ignorance tax. I love that. Adjacent skills, stacking them together, the importance of slowing down and actually taking time to think. I love it. Well, Layla and Alex, thank you both for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you? If you like podcasts, you can go to The Game uh, Podcast, which is uh, our podcast. Uh, and if you like YouTube, you can search either of our names and we have uh, 10 to 15 minute videos that talk about you know specific ways to increase lifetime value, specific ways to increase you know lead generation, ways to invest a little bit more safely, um, all that kind of stuff that most business owners uh, and, and entrepreneurs end up asking questions about that wish they had somebody who had already been there. And that's kind of the stuff we didn't have that we try and provide to the marketplace. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Layla and Alex your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out their podcast, The Game, and then find them on YouTube as well, searching Alex um, Hormozzi or Layla Hormozzi and that's H-O-R-M-O-Z-I check out all the great resources and then it's acquisition.com yes sir 
Beautiful. Check that out as well. And if you feel like you're a good candidate, by all means, go through um, go through their intake and start the process. Thanks again, Alex and Layla. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.